another Corner Cast podcast. I'm your host, Khalil. And with me this week is a friend I made at Toy Fair a couple years ago. Two Toy Fairs ago, actually, if you count this year. Nick Grayer is a part of the Toy Reporters on Instagram. He also hosts or co-hosts a radio show on WIIT 88.9 FM on Mondays from 5 to 7 in the Chicago area. And they focus, uh, according to them, all things geek and weekly doses of news on fan-based toys, comics, movie properties, as well as some of the science that goes into the comics that we love. And so what, why, why Nick? Well, I think that when you have a podcast, you need somebody that knows how to talk and you need a couple people that know how to talk. And there is no doubt from our interactions at Toy Fair that the two of us can get lost in conversations. In fact, it this might have been one of the most fun podcasts I've ever done. It just kind of took off from the minute I hit the record button and never stopped. It literally never stopped. I had I had to reel in the conversation and say, hey, we didn't talk about your radio show. Tell us a little bit more about it. Because we were just nerding out. I mean, that's kind of what is the most fun about doing podcasts like this, is that we get the opportunity to sit down and talk to people and build up this community of podcasters, Instagrammers, influencers, all these different things. So the story of how Nick and I met was last year, not this year, but last year, 2019. Uh, at Toy Fair, I was hanging out with Toy Shiz and I got up to get something to drink or we were in between appointments and I came over and he's talking to this very tall gentleman and they were just talking and talking and talking and then somehow I got to be part of the conversation and then it was Nick and I talking and talking and talking and almost missed an appointment because we were just talking about distribution and finding new toys and what's he looking for and what am I looking for and uh, I had some stuff that he couldn't find for the life of him and I was able to send it out to him so we kept in touch liked each other's stuff on Instagram you know chatted you know Insta- you know messaged each other back and forth and we got to have each other on the podcast you got to talk on the podcast this and that and then the year kind of took over and we never got around to it then we saw each other at toy fair and once again it was just chat 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 it was just fun conversation kind of like when you meet people that are like you uh, in this world it's it can be a rarity because even though we're all classified as nerds there are different levels and there are different types of nerds, I guess, or geeks or whatever. I hope, you, Nick, you don't take offense to that. But we're all kind of in this fandom together. And it's it's hard to find people that are in kind of the same level as you. And you'll see from the conversation, Nick and I are on the same level <laughs> in a lot of ways, talking about a lot of different things. And it... You know, usually when I have somebody on the show, we spend five, six minutes kind of chatting, letting them know how the show is going to go, you know, how we get into it, how we get out of it. And 
for whatever reason, I think it's his radio hosting experience uh, and just the commonality between you know our levels of fandom that just kind of literally turned on the recorder and did not stop talking for over an hour. Just I realized it was an hour you'll hear me go, oh, we've been going. We got to talk a little bit more about your show. So we talk a little bit about the show. Nick will be back. I'm sure Nick will be back. So remember to follow Nick and his crew, the Toy Reporters, or Nick and his group um, on the Toy Reporters on Instagram. Give them a like. Give them a share. You know, give them a follow. You can also follow us. We're at Caster's Corner on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And... Remember to check out the CornerCast podcast and the new website, casterscorner.com. And uh, just as a quick um, update, yes, there's a lot of stuff coming. Uh, We are adjusting to the new site and trying to get balance work, life, and everything that everybody else is working with. So please excuse the lateness of the other posts, but we're consistently getting our podcasts up. Uh, this week is with Nick Grayer from uh, the Tory Reporters in the Chicago area. We have another podcast next week um, with a couple guys we met at Toy Fair as well. I'm really excited to talk about that one, but we're going to hold off on that. Toy Shiz and I are trying to sit down again. Um, we'll have Junior back at some point and Bill back and DJ and um, just a big uh, thank you to Pharaoh for everything he's doing. Um keeping us on track and on focus uh, with everything that's going on in the world. So thank you to all of my friends. Thank you to everybody that listens. Uh, Continue to follow us and hope you enjoy the show tonight with Nick Grayer from The Toy Reporters on Instagram and on WIIT 88.9 FM. Remember to check out their show when it comes back. It's not a little bit of a hiatus, but it will be back. Um, so, yeah. So, enjoy the podcast with me and Nick as we talk about all things in the geeky fandom that we both love. Enjoy, guys. going on nothing much how are we feeling good you good yeah i cut it cut, cut it all off listen mine's mine's completely out of control like i haven't had a i think it's been like two and a half months maybe yeah, maybe like march in the teens of march which is the last time i got a haircut yeah i i couldn't take it anymore it was getting too hot here in connecticut and i just took the clippers and just buzzed it just got rid of it all you were- Legit, I want to, but I don't trust myself. And um, my barber, like, well, all the barbers at my shop, they're at the point now where we're about to open on Friday. Right. At least in, like, the suburbs of Chicago. Chicago itself is still, like, at least two more weeks out, according to the mayor. But, like, my barbers, they're all like, who's ready? Who's ready? And I'm going to tell you the truth. They've asked me, like, are you going to come out and get your haircut? Because I won't lie, like. You can't really see it, but, like, I am full-blown, like, scruff. Yeah. I told my barber this. Like, I told him, I'm going to give you a month. And if you don't catch it in a month, I'll come get my haircut. 
But if anything goes wrong in the mall, I'm going to pray for you, buddy. But if I'm gone this long, I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to go. I'm not going out trying to catch anybody. I don't right. even like talking to people. I like, I legitimately, it's amazing that everything happened right after Toy Fair. I know. You know, because if, if they didn't know what they know now, we wouldn't be there. Right. Oh yeah, they would have canceled. So funny thing is, right? Um, friend of mine who I was staying with, we did a podcast, right, in the room in the hotel room, and he's sitting here going, "Yeah, he's like, I couldn't sleep all night long. I'm hot. I'm cold. I got the chills. I can't. I can't get comfortable." He's like, "I don't know what's going on. Maybe I should stay home. Maybe I shouldn't." And we're all, and I'm sitting here because I just posted it. Because we, we redid the website. We redid the podcast site. So I held everything because I didn't want to have to worry about the transfer and losing data and all that stuff. So I'm listening back to it. And I'm going, this was like two weeks before like everybody went nuts. And I'm like, maybe we all got it at Toy Fair. And There's no possible way that we were in that scenario shaking hands. Just think about the Mezco event. We were hugging. Like, I was walking up to people hugging everybody. Like, like we were all like we were all in the thick of it. And then, you know, I was watching the news maybe like a month ago. I can't even remember anymore. And they're like, yeah, it was probably in New York at least at the beginning of February. And I'm like, yeah, we were told. We were, listen, we were in the thick of it. And if that's the case, either we were incredibly lucky yep. or asystematic. Right. It's one of those two. I'm hoping it's the latter and we were lucky and we're not asystematic because at the end of the day, it's the asystematic people that are like the ones that are legitimately the problem giving it up and and spreading it more than people who are sick because they're at least, they know they're sick, they're quarantined, they're good. The asystematic people are, we're going out there and we're toy hunting. Like, nothing's wrong with us. Yeah. You're just going for it. Listen, you know, I've seen some of your posts, so I know you've gone to like Walmart. You've been a target. And I don't tell you the truth. Like, I've gone to a target. And I was just, you know, I was shopping. I tried to just shop for essentials and not toy hunt. Right. But I went to the toy aisle and the peg was empty. So, you know, I did a normal thing. I go, um, can I, let me go find somebody to see if they could just do a little. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of prejudice and distance that was kept between me and that sales rep. Yeah. I felt bad for asking. I almost want to be like, you know, I understand this is not essential. What do you have them in the back? Did you get it? Oh yeah, totally. Oh. <laughs> this is this is the season. Yeah, okay. no. It's just it's like anything you want, you can pretty much buy nowadays. Like, yeah, it's not really it's not difficult. It takes a little bit of legwork, like because they're not stocking as much. Um, exactly. And you know, we redid the website and. We kind of we opened up our studios, so we're now Jackson Studios. They're putting on Caster's Corner, and thank you, thank you. Um, and you know, for the first month or so, I I would look for toys if somebody called me and said, "I'm at the store. It's here. Come get it." Um, and I would pick up the essentials while I was there. I'd pick up you know toilet paper and and milk and you know whatever we needed for the house, and then. Sometime around mid-April, I realized, you know, the Instagram's not really working, Facebook's not really working, and I'm like, you know, this is this is my job now, right? Like, I'm treating it like a job. And so, I was like, 
listen, I wear a mask. I only go places that Brickseek or Popfinder or one of the one of the things show me that they have stock, um, right. or that stock number has changed, and and I'm not gonna post it like when I find it. I usually give it like two or three days, or um, I'll give the information out like how to find it, so it's you're not just run into eight different targets. Because I mean, I was hitting like three st- like when I started the year on my way into work, I would hit a Walgreens, a Target, a Walmart, like three or four stores take pictures. On my lunch hour, I'd hit like three Walgreens. And on the way home, any place I didn't hit, I'd hit on the way home. So I was going so like places a day. I was like 10, 12 places a day. And yeah. through March, I think I went to one place a week. So yeah. I definitely cut back. I definitely did that. But I also realized, and Toy Shiz was one of the guys that was like, hey, let's not, for a little while, let's not post our finds. Let's not encourage people to go out and get stuff. You know, like, yeah, legit. And so I followed that. But at a certain point, I was just like, listen, if I post a picture of these toys not in the store, people are going to know I bought them, right? Like, I'm not going to stop posting altogether. Yeah. So I might as well just post where I found it. So people aren't going to like seven different stores. They know, okay, these are showing up at Walmart's. I'll check my Walmart or these are showing up at target. I'll check my target. Uh, Right. Right. So I don't know. It's been crazy. I, yeah, I can't believe we, I listened back to that podcast from, from toy fair. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It was, no. In the hotel room with this kid, my one of my best friends, and he's good. Like I don't know if he's been tested, but um, he works in New York City. Like he's, he's yeah. in the he's in the pop. Man. Yeah, he is, he and works, he, he works, works at a hospital too. So like, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. Yep. What I'm saying, like, people are going to hospitals. They don't want to test you. No one, like, if you haven't gotten tested, you legitimately don't know right. if you've got the antibodies. If you don't. Like there's so many of us just walking around just. Well, it's one of those things that you could get tested and you get the results and you're like, hey, I'm negative. You go to pump gas and the guy next to you has it and you're in. Like it's like there's no way to kind of that piece of paper doesn't mean much for that long, you know, so. It really does. Like it really does. The only thing we can do is like be safe. And I've been trying my best to be safe. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Like that urge to, to when somebody posts like you found, you found the um, the Green Lantern uh, NECA New York Comic Con exclusive, right? Yep. You know when you see stuff like that, you get this urge within your very gut to say, "All right." Oh, you I'm get an itch. With hand sanitizer. Yep. I got gloves. I got a mask. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna try to find it. And you go to let's say like seven WalMarts. You don't find anything. And you just happen to be in a store and you hear somebody cough and all of a sudden there's paranoia. But like I'm, I'm fighting those urges not to go out. Like I think you're still out there. I think one of the frustrating things, and we we've talked about this before. Um, I think one of the frustrating things I had was so this weekend, um, I've been like talk toying around with like how I'm gonna talk about this because it was one of those things where like you, you wanna question things. So I'm not going to be very specific because I I told the company I wouldn't. Um, But I bought something from one of the major toy companies. um, And it broke. Okay. Straight up just broke. And. 
What? Like right out the package broke. Like literally like pulled him out of the package, pulled it out of the package, lifted up the leg, snap. <laughs> Not even playing around with it. Been there. Okay. And, you know, it's one of those things where um, – it's not going to be easy because I can't go to GameStop. I can't go to Walmart. I can't go to I can't go to like seven different stores looking for it. Right. Okay. So. Um, so I decided, you know, I'm going to limit where I'm going to go for it because I can't go to GameStop for sure. They're just too hard to deal with and, and it's not going to show up online. Target didn't have it yet. So I thought. I'm going to stick with Walmart. So I did a search and Walmart was able to show me where they were. I went to seven different Walmarts on this weekend, seven to try to find a replacement. And I'd either get, no one would help me, right? They would, or they would scan it. It would show, Hey, we got two. All right. Good luck. Find literally good luck finding it. Oh, listen, Walmart's the worst with that. I just, I don't get and, it. Okay, and then I got one, and I was like, hey, can you help me? And they were like, no. And I said, okay, here's the tag. Can you scan it? They're like, well, what is it? I'm like, it's a toy. They're like, no. And I was like, okay, can you get someone to scan it? And they're like, well, we don't carry that. And I said, no, you do. He goes, no, we don't. You need to go somewhere else. And I, he was standing. You know, we had our distance, right? And I pointed behind him and I'm like turn your body around it's right there and he's like he did you know that Will I tell everybody you know that Will Smith meme where he's just like this yeah so the kid walks over right kid walks over to the section and does that and I looked at him and I was like you know I was here you you put other stuff in the space it belongs in you have two can you go find it and he was like no and so then I, you know, this is my seventh store. I'm tired. I've driven six hours total, you know, over two days. Like, I'm I'm done. And I said, who can check? He goes, a manager can check. I'm like, okay, get the manager. Like, fine. We'll do it that way. Manager said, we have two. I don't know where they are. I'll reorder them. They'll be here by the 18th of June. Now, here's the thing. I was told come back and check because we can't hold it. In other words, come back every day, Ugh. multiple times a day, and hope they get put out. It's the worst. And I was like, you you realize like we're in crisis, right? Like, this I'm, isn't an everyday thing. I'm doing a job here, right? Like, this is my job. I got to buy this to put it up and let the company know what happened in the store. Like, I, I'm not coming here every day. Um, this That's your Walmart experience. Imagine what's about to happen when Ralph and Casey, Casey starts shipping, when Super Shredder starts shipping. I know. It's just, this is going to be, how's this? I don't want to say it's going to be horrible, but what's the next best word for horrible? Walmart. Legit, legit. It's going to be, um, oh my God. So I, 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 I called customer service and I just said, look, I was like, I don't expect you to be able to fix this. I'm like, I understand what I, I understand all the things. I understand, you know, this is a high shrink item. I understand, like I knew all the industry terms. I got people that I know that work in retail. I know all the ins and outs of it. 
And I'm just like, look, I'm just calling just to say either they don't help. They're not busy. Electronic section is not busy. They were literally sitting there talking about how to fix their cars. Okay. They weren't doing anything. I wasn't like taking away from doing anything. And number two, your manager just told me to check back every day for the next four weeks. Come into your store multiple times a day and check every day. And I'm like, I think that's kind of irresponsible that you want me to expose myself and others when you can't help. Like, so. You know, it's, but that's, but that's Walmart. That's always been Walmart. Yeah. Every now and then you'll get lucky and you'll find that one person that will actually say, you want to know something? I know what I'm doing here because this is my department. I have an idea of where it might be. Let me go search. And I've had that. Like a handful of times in my lifetime. Yeah. I've had that. I had that once when the Infinity Gauntlet first came out. I had one store. Every store was getting one. So you knew when it was there, it was gone. And they had it. And it was up. They said, it's up on the steel. I'm in the middle of a staff meeting. But you know what? I'm going to get the cherry picker. I'm going to pull it down. She, this little woman, she was amazing. She was like, stay here. Hour late. I waited an hour. And she's like, don't leave. I'll get it. And she got it. Um, and there then it, it's, it happens. You know, I give them the shot. I, you know, good for them. Um, and then there was a one time where they let me in the back room and said, go find it. Oh, no kidding. They let you, they let you in the, like, the forbidden kingdom? Yeah. And so wow. the, I've told this story on the podcast before, so I'm not going to go like completely into it. But me and a friend of mine were looking for it. We found one guy. He escorted us back, and he goes, you know what the boxes look like? And we said, yes. They're like, as long as you're in, in visual range of me, go go crazy. We found six, six cases, threw them in a cart, took them up front, bought all six cases. But it took us an hour, and they were like, one's here, one's here, one's on the other side, one's like nothing's together. No organization. Yeah, the, the horror of the Walmart pallet diving. It is. It's a hundred percent. So like, you know, it, it, yeah. So in this world, I, I try to limit it unless I know things are going to be somewhere. Like I'm yeah. not just going to go out, just pick in any other store. I'll try to check pop finder. I'll check brick seek. Um, I'll check the apps. Cause the apps sometimes tell you what's there. Um, and I just, you know, be careful, but that's, that's all we can do. You yeah, know, that's that's all we that's all we've got. And you know, ordering online is great, but it's not as fun. And you, you can't shake check your paint apps and like there's so many nuances to what we do, especially if you're a collector, mm-hmm. that I think require you to need to physically be there when you buy your product. Um, otherwise, you know, you, you get something from Amazon and you're you're doing one of these numbers, and you you finally open it up, and it's like, oh, great. Exactly what I was hoping didn't happen is here. It's like well, this thing's missing arm, or this is broken, or they shoved it in a box five times too small for it, and just, hey, whatever. Well, I mean, I think that's that's one of the advantages of being able to go into the retail stores because you can just do the return because I've done that many times where I buy something on Amazon. It's out of stock. They don't have it. I'll just wait and find it Walmart swap it do the return and not one of those swap it and hope you know send the broken one and not tell them you know i you know if it's broken if there's something wrong with it 
I make sure it's there so it doesn't end up back on the shelf. They have okay. ended up back on the shelf, but yeah. Like it's like I'm still like I'm still mesmerized about how much damaged product is on the shelves at Walmart's. Like we could we could talk about Walmart for a month. Target just, too. Target does the same I, thing. You know, I, haven't, I haven't seen much at our targets. Like our targets have been pretty good at having legitimate product on the shelf. Like very little, like swapping figures, the build of figures on um, pieces from Marvel Legend. Very few just returned items in general. Like you rarely see a returned item at the targets here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Walmart, it just, it's something like there's one particular Walmart on just like, just on the outskirt of the city. You're guaranteed to go into this place and and find chicanery. Like there's going to be something where when you find it, you go, this has to be an inside job. There's no way any rational person, even the, even the rep at customer service that hates their job so much that they don't care, can't realize that something's wrong with the product they're returning. They, they would, like it just, you, and, and the thing is, I wonder how it, it has to... I returned something once, right? They questioned me up and down. What's wrong with it? This doesn't match. This doesn't look right. This is, And I'm like, I, like, no, no, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, it's right there. Like, it's perfect. It's sealed. This was back when Marvel Legends were in the clamshell, so they weren't even openable. Like, you oh, could yeah, open you Right. You yeah. yeah. And they questioned because what happened was we bought like I don't know three three or four cases of one of the waves like Galactus or um oh, or Sentinels. Gosh. And do you, imagine, do you know that it's been? I think it's been nearly fifteen years since that Galactus wave came out. Yeah, it's insane. Fifteen. Yeah. Wow. That's a long time. Yeah. Fourteen years, probably then with the Sentinel, or they were probably in the same. They came out they one after the other. It was one after yeah, the other. Years. Yeah, um, those were the days. And they scanned the whole thing with one barcode, right? Yep. So they just was like, "How many do you got?" Oh, I got thirty. They're like, "Okay," scanned it once and hit thirty. And so then when I went to return the ones I didn't, they were like, "Oh, well, these UPCs don't match up," and I'm like, "I look they're you can see are all packaged the same. Nothing's been opened. Everything's sealed. But right. but all yeah. these other swaps are getting in and out. I saw. I, I like the creative ones. I, I'll admit. I I like the creative ones. Like somebody replaced. You, huh? How's this? If you've got time to paint a figure and then put it back in the package, a you got way too much time on your hand, and you're taking this way too seriously. You should probably just be customizing your figures at this point. Well, I think that's what happened, right? They made a bad custom, and they're like, "Oh no, this one's better." Here you go, just swap it out. Um, or when they, or when they take the Toy Biz figures and they swap them in, and no. you can't tell. It's really. I was looking at a Nightcrawler like about two months ago, and I'm like, something's not right here. Like, it looks right, but there's something just. And then I saw the hips, and I was like, yep. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, there you go. That's what that is. And I'm like, even if I brought up to customer service, they wouldn't believe me. Like, th- those are the ones where they don't, there's no way. Like, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, listen, it's, it's, like, it's hard for some stuff because some people legitimately swap the same character for the same character. And you're just, like, you do that double take and you go, wait a minute. This, it, it's, I know what it is, but why is it? And then, it, you know, that's, 
in my mind, that's a, that's a savvy collector that knows the different variations of all these different toys. Yep. So you can recognize exactly what the heck is happening in front of you. But every now and then I've had one of those moments where I've stopped and I go, what's off on this thing? And I'm like, oh, wow. And they've just, I've only gotten to a point where they've legitimately swapped like some quality figures for another quality figure. And you go to yourself, either you don't care about the secondary market or you just didn't know. And this figure just means nothing to you. Right. Because you put gold in here, you know, like I've seen a Commander Cody in a Dev Trooper box. Um, I've seen a Commissioner Gordon from the DC Direct um, Batman four-pack box set, which seems to be going for like $90 now. It was in a Marvel Legend box. And that was the that was actually the one time I went to customer service, told them what had happened, and and, and I was being cheap. So I was like, can I get a bit of a discount on this? And they're like, unfortunately, it's damaged, and they took it away from me. So I couldn't even buy it. So I should have just spent the $20 on the thing. Yeah. And I would have. I would have I would have made out even better. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, let's take a shot. There's been times where I've thought that too, where like if I came across something like that, I might, you know, whatever. But I mean, that's one of the advantages of buying online, though. I will say that when you buy it from an online retailer, like at least you know you're getting a, you're ninety percent sure you're getting a product that's new, that hasn't been tampered with yet, and then you can. You know, you can make your swap or you can, you know, if something breaks, you can pick, you know, if you want better paint apps or you want this or that, you can use the retailers for that. But at the end of the day, I mean, I think that's one of the things that's been nice about it. Um, sales have been going on lately, too. I picked up all yeah, those yeah. Ninja Turtles. Listen, they're, they're sold out everywhere in Chicago now. They're nowhere. Yeah. It took like a day. It took a day. Yeah. Even get it. I, I think I saw Toysha's posted it at like 11 o'clock East Coast time. So okay. as soon as I saw that, I hopped online. I found one store that had all the sets. I piled them in the cart, and I realized that if I bought all four, I would get uh, all five. It would it would work out so that each one would only cost me 20 bucks. Which is outstanding deal. Which is, and everybody's like, oh, well, you had to pay like $30, $34, $35 for the Batman one and for the, the Shredder one. And I'm like, yeah, but I only paid $10 for the other three. So, like, yeah. I'm okay yeah, with, yeah. You're like me. I take, I take everything I buy, I divide by the number of how many items by the total cost. Yep. And that's what each unit costs me. I don't look and say, oh, this one was 45 this one was 20 This I'm like, no, no, no. I divide by my total, and that's how I get my unit. And that was a great deal. But I'm like, that's the movie's been out a year now, so I'm surprised it's taken them this long to discount them. But I won't. I'll, I won't lie. I bought all of them. I got. I thought I got a deal at forty dollars a piece. Yeah. And I bought months ago. I thought I was winning at forty, and then I look over the weekend, and they're on they're on the game site website at yeah. eleven twenty something. And of course, nobody has any. So I'm like, well, you know. Yeah. I this, looked out. This is the game. Yeah. No, it is. It's no, a man. chance you take. It really is. It is. It's a chance. The game is luck. And you either play the long game and you hope you're going to get it. And I've played that game and I've lost. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I can't find the um, Target exclusive Black Spider-Man with the Craven 2-pack. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that in forever. I can't on that baby. And that and it's gone. I can't find it anywhere. I gambled on the Spider Gwen and the Miles from the Spider Verse. It got down to like eleven dollars some places. Can't find that. I, I, 
I roll my dice. Yeah. I will admit, I've come up snake eyes. And then every now and then, though, I roll those dice, and it's money. Yeah. No, and you it's, hit. It's, yeah. Oh, you know, it's... <sighs> Well, and it's addiction, Indeed. right? It's a little bit of an addiction because it's like, I, I, I didn't a lot, of a lot of addiction. I didn't see the Ninja Turtles movie, and I still bought the figures. Like, I, cool. They do. They look they really nice. Figures. Yeah. Like, they're so cool that after I got my deal at forty dollars a pop, I think I was at Target and it was on sale. The movie was on sale for like five dollars, so it must have been around like on Black Friday time. Yeah. So I bought the movie. Pop the movie in. I'm going to tell you the truth. I think I got through 30 minutes of it before I had to turn it off. I was cringing. Yeah. I was cringing. Well, but it's not made for us, right? It really isn't made no, for us. No, it is not made for us. It is an unfortunate scenario. Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, that's made for us. Have you seen it? Did you watch it yet? Oh, my God. Okay, I, it's sitting It's sitting on my, on my TV counter. Like, I got to... I think you. I think my friend, you need to pour a cocktail. <laughs> have a have a notebook there so you can write your feelings down, and just slowly sip as you watch this movie because it's it's almost like watching a a series finale. Mm-hmm. And I think every series finale that's ever been, you're excited to watch it, but it takes you. Five more times of seeing it, and maybe like a month or two, or maybe a year to absorb to really it, pro- to process exactly what's happened because it's been like eleven years since they've started this kind of new fifty-two thing. Has it been that movies. long? Okay, maybe seven, seven, eight. I don't, no, no, I'm not saying one way or the other. I just I don't remember when they started this. It's been, it's been a minute. It's been way long now since the Flashpoint cartoon came out. Yeah, so, you know these same actors have been playing. You know, the voice characters, you know, even in the comic books, New 52 is technically here, but it's done. Right. You know, like that's done. So, you know, they've kind of extended it longer than it needed to be. And there are things that I love about it. And there are things that I have gripes about. But when you see this kind of come to a collective end and the way that it ends, you know, I was kind of like, you know what? If, if I were to take this as a story in itself and these are all the books of that story... I was actually quite satisfied with it. Now, I, overall, all the movies, yeah. maybe not. There, there are parts of, like, the death of Superman. I felt like that was a ripoff. I'm yeah. like, this is not this, like, this is not how this happens. But I took it for what it was. And yeah. now in the end of it, maybe if we don't go back to, like, life life in, like, three more months, maybe I'm going to sit down and watch every single one of those movies in a row and then go, whoa. See the, see the, I you know I think I think there are some shows that are like that too like I don't think I appreciated the Sopranos when it was on until I watched it as a like I just sat and watched it for like a week or two and watched all of them in a row and you missed all the little things that happened in season one that came back yeah. in the last season and I still hate that ending I still <laughs> still call okay. bullshit we can all make up what we think happens when that door opens. Yeah. Yeah. When it, it, it could be some 75 year old woman coming in just to get some French toast. Yeah. Nothing. It could have been just, a, and, and, and I understand they're like, well, that's the thing. Like you never know dangers around every, you know, I know, but at the same time, it kind of, you know, it, somebody, um, somebody posted that it's been what, 10 years since lost aired its finale yeah. or something like that. And, 
you know, same thing. It's kind of like you need that distance and that perspective to kind of look at it. I I think they had some missteps. I think that they didn't think that they were going to go where they were going to go. Like they would have mm-hmm. the time. And then once they got it, they're like, oh, sh- okay, we got to figure out what to do with these people. Like, I, yeah. Um, but then you get a Breaking Bad and you're like, oh, no, this was this this was a bow. Nice bow. Just tied it right you know up. Quality, like, and that's our problem. Maybe, maybe we all want too much. Like, I won't even lie to you. I think I've watched the last episode of Game of Thrones at least twenty-seven times now. At least, I can't. And every time I watch it, I, I, I become more soft on the notion of how else could it it ended. I, I try to make the best of it. You know, I try to tell myself, you want to know something? It's not as bad as perhaps everybody made it out to like i don't i definitely don't feel the same that i felt it's been a year now right yeah about a year yeah i don't feel the same that i felt a year ago after watching it and going to work the next day and everybody just either people were crying people were happy or people straight out look at me and go don't talk to me about this at all (laughs) like i'm I'm not there and uh, i'll take it for what it is Uh and every time i watch it though you know i try to empathize with um, Daenerys. I really try to just ask myself, can somebody who you perceived as good this whole entire time, can they just have a moment where they legitimately just snap? She yeah. snapped multiple times. Are you kidding? She oh, snapped man. when she broke, when she, when she did the slaves, when she broke the slaves out in that town and the dragons oh, yeah. came down, and just ate that guy or yeah, when she tied all of them up or when she, when she walked into the, um, um, the, uh, Dothraki temple and they were like you're a woman and she just dropped everything and walked out and fire like no no she's crazy like there was no doubt she was crazy I well you know it's like we that's why you've got counselors and you got a hand yeah you've got all these people that just pull you back yeah you know like you gotta be calm a little bit there baby girl like well, we know you're the mother of dragons control yourself well I mean but if you really think about it right Every single one of their season finales, they'd build and build and build, and then the last ten seconds, they'd give you something and then end. Yep. So like, it it was consistent across the board on how they played out their stories and how they do their storytelling. Like there was no doubt, you know, this is how they do things. So I wasn't that. I was disappointed, but I wasn't surprised. Like, yeah, I kind of was like, okay, this is what happens every year where we're like, let's see the dragons. Let's see the dragons. Let's see her kick some ass. And then nothing. And then middle of the season, you get everything. And then all of a sudden it just like dies off. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I gotta, I I think I'm going to watch them this weekend because I got that and I got the Scorpion movie. Um, Oh yeah. I haven't watched either one of those. Yeah. So I got to watch both of those. What do you think about the news about this Snyder cut? Right? I, you look, I... Had to let it die. We just went, like, I was going to get to that point of what you just said. Like, you got to have some time in between something really bad happening till today. And I think we had all come to peace with what was Justice League and Batman v Superman. Yeah. And I think we actually put it to bed and said, you know what? Let it die. And now look what they've done. Well, I mean, I think the... I, for me, the problem is... It's a movie that goes nowhere, right? Like, 
literally, it, it literally goes nowhere. This is just because the fans want it and Snyder couldn't let it go. Because he kept yeah. feeding the fire. Like, he's posting pictures and interviews, and he just yep. keeps feeding the fire. And, you know, I'm not going to say anything bad because he lost his child. You know, none of that. Like, exactly. you know, but I don't believe that Warner Brothers looked at that and was like, originally, I thought, I think he was on his way out to begin oh. with. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, like, that, he's, that he's was the... Shit. Yeah, and... It's a movie that's not going to go anywhere, and there's this whole thing, and and I've talked to other people about it. Um, for some reason, Warner Brothers in DC does not like to let things play together. Like, from the beginning, like, if you think about Smallville, um, the writers will say backwards and forwards, we never planned for Bruce Wayne to be on the show. But during, during season two... They brought in um, Ian Summerhall, or Summerhall, or whatever. He was he was on Lost. He was the brother on Lost the first season. Uh-huh. He was on Vampire Diaries. Um, uh-huh. They brought him in as um, Adam Knight, like Adam West, Dark Knight. Uh-huh. Like he was supposed to be a rich kid. He was, you know, and eventually they turned him to a freak of the week. But you can tell, and if you listen to the dialogue between Oliver. And Clark throughout all the seasons, it's Batman. Oliver is, Oliver is totally Bruce Wayne. Right. He is totally. He, he's the cheap man's version of Bruce Wayne, which is why I like. Don't get me wrong. I loved Oliver. I I I, I liked Green Arrow. I, I liked all that. I'm glad he ended up with Chloe, and all in all of that. But it's like at the end of the day, I felt like Smallville. If Smallville were today. Batman would be on the show. Supergirl would be on the show in the costume. Like well, there'd be capes. There'd be everything you ever wanted. Right. Well, look at the you CW know? now. Like, and see, that's the thing. They they do the CW does a better job with the DC characters than the movies ever could. And yeah. it's just a it's just proof. It's like, so you're not going to show John. I mean, have you you've seen the Arrow finale? I assume. Yeah. Okay. So, and if anybody that's listening hasn't seen it, too bad. Too bad. Like it's it's been months, um, but the most that Warner Brothers would let happen was for John to see a green glow, like he couldn't put on the ring, like you, you couldn't see him like just suit up something right or show the alien or you know something like, um or you know here like what I think that's legitimately why they fail. They're just afraid of. Of taking something they, that they rightfully own and just going to go, just go for it, right? Or like, just you, just you tease it, just show it. it. Like we're no. perfectly happy. If if you think about all those little like cameos they did in Crisis this year, where it was like Burt Ward walking down the street with his dog, and yeah. um, oh, what's his name? Oh God, I love the actor. Uh, he's a comedian, Robert Wall, where he's reading the newspaper and they show the bat signal, like. Yeah. They, that's all you know. Show something, just something for us. Anything. If you're gonna do all of that, like you can just you can, you can go for it. They can go for it, and I think they've always been afraid of going for it, and that has been their tragic downfall. But it goes, it goes all the way back to the Justice League TV show, where um, they wouldn't let it be Hal Jordan, and I'm fine with John Stewart. I thought he was a much better choice. Hundred yeah. percent. I thought he was great, Green Lantern, whatever. But the idea that Hal didn't exist, except in an like alternate, 
alternate I, universe. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. And then the toys, they're like, oh no, we can't make a toy of it. Like, cause it, and I'm, it, it's like that idea where it's like, you get there, you get there, you get there, you know, Smallville instead of Barry or Wally. They're like, oh, we're going to put Bart, but he's going to be like, I, yeah. So you know? it, it's all those little things and it's consistent. And then when you watch Marvel, you go, <laughs> oh, they, they get it. Like for the most part, you know, there's some things that they don't have control over completely. Oh, yeah. So they can't do certain things. Um, but they, they're able to, to pu- really pull it together. Um, and I think the problem is everybody's like, well, we don't want to be compared to them or we don't want to look like we're copying. And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> exactly. Like, cares they just like that's why i don't understand why this whole dc universe thing just didn't work like at the end of the day like how's this at the end of the day i know why it didn't work because let's just be real snyder he didn't have an immediate plan because if you had had an immediate plan after man of steel there would have been a sequel it wouldn't have taken you three years to give us batman v superman there would have been something in the pipeline because when you think in about between first yeah. iron man first iron man and incredible hawk I think they came out within a three-month period of each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like boom, boom. And then those two those two movies linked. That was a plan. DC has never had a plan. No. And I think it's evident with Man of Steel that the fact that what happened afterwards in terms of Batman V is a prime example of not having a plan. Well, and I don't get how you can't have one when Marvel has shown you this is the blueprint for success. You don't have to, like... You don't have to reinvent the wheel. We showed you how it rolls. Just roll with it. Your characters are different. Make another movie. You think a comic book fan cares if your villain is defeated by this set of heroes and it may have been resembled to the other set of heroes? This, these are their people. They don't care. They just want to be entertained. And they just, they, they drop, they drop the ball. And now they're giving us this Snyder Cut, which I feel is A, beating a dead horse. And also, I really thought about it and... More and more people are talking about Ben Affleck as Batman than who they should be worried about Batman. You know what it's like? Yeah. He's taking, they're taking thunder away from Matt Reeves, and that's not cool for me. No, not at all. And it's fine. But And, and one of the other arguments that Snyder always had was like, oh, you know, Superman's a Boy Scout. The Boy Scout can't exist in, in today's world. Nobody will buy it as a hero. Nobody. W-. And I'm like, have you seen Chris Evans? <laughs> You know what I mean? Because, like, he's we... The, he's the epitome of a good guy. Yeah, and I, I mean, I cried. I cried when he, like, when he, you know, held that up. He held the hammer up, and he brought the... Th- like, I was screaming, and and when Sam came through that portal, tears coming down, like, you know just the... Like, I got goosebumps. Yeah. I'm goosebumps. Yeah. Like, he is the epitome of, like, what what's that line, you know, don't be a good... Don't be a good... A great soldier, but be a good man. man like, yeah, that's why he works. Like I'm Team Cap all day. Yeah, like, I won't lie. I do the Iron Man thing. I do Team Cap, and I like my biggest example of why he's good. And I've been thinking about the reason why I've thought about this lately is because of what's going on in the world with the government and how I'm always like, you know, my my friends are very political and they're always talking. You know, for Trump, they're probably having these meetings. Well, you know, if we lose a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand people. That's going to be okay as long as the economy can open. And then I hear Captain America in Age of Ultron, we don't leave this rock with one person on it. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's he's not 
He's not going to drop it. He's not going to sacrifice people. We're getting everybody off of this thing before the before it flips and it crashes down and they blow it up. Like yeah. that. Like we need Captain America as a president. Cap for president. Like I don't care. But no, like, like he's. Yeah. You know, like I don't like that whole belief that good heroes can't exist because that goes against the very definition what a hero is. Well, they're trying to say that the world isn't black and white, so our heroes shouldn't be black and white. Um, and I don't think that that's... This is fantasy, right? These are supposed to be the heroes we look up to. What, what we think the ideal person or the ideal hero would be. So why... They don't always have to be gray. We saw Cap struggle through a lot of things. And then... And, and be selfish in some cases, in a lot of ways. Um... But then hand it off to who he thinks would be the best person to take on the mantle, and you, there, there are all these moments that you see it build towards um, developing a richer history of the character, and, I, and I'm excited to see where they're going to go with it for um, the Winter Soldier Falcon show because. Falcon, baby, let's go. Well, did you hear that they're also bringing the first Captain America? the real first Captain America into it. I, th- I think if I'm correct, um, uh, they're bringing Isaiah Bradley. I think that's his name. Um, yeah. into the show. And then they're also bringing the, I think the start of the young Avengers is starting because, um, his grandson might be in it too. I think that those are two things that they've shown on set wearing the costume yeah. or, or character wise that they've cast people. So they're, they're going to go through the whole history. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm excited. They know what they're doing. Right. That, I mean, that's what it really you know, comes down to. And they're and not only do they know what they're doing, but like, like we're talking about it months before it's going to happen. Like we're just like, we're just, we, we, we want it. They know we want it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I feel like the Snyder Cut is just a, a reason um, that HBO is thinking that people are going to subscribe to right. HBO Max. Yeah. I'm not going to subscribe to HBO Max because it would be the only thing I would watch would be the Snyder Cut. And then I would probably be reminded after watching it, there's a reason why it all went bad to begin with. So I'm not subscribing to this, but I'm going to tell you what I do do. I do have Disney Plus. Yes. And I can't tell you how often I log on to Disney Plus and I watch an episode of The Simpsons. Or maybe I'll watch five to ten minutes of various episodes of Star Wars. I watch Gargoyles. All the time. Yeah. Listen, I got my my Empire Strikes. Strikes Back for anniversary swag on. Like we're we're representing Luke, I'm your daddy. Yeah. Like I I've just it's it's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Even even after, you know, what you call it, that last movie, that Rise of Skywalker. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think it started good. I I liked totally. The Force Awakens. Totally like, I really good. did. And then somewhere in the middle, they 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 they, they drank the Kool-Aid. They accepted their own hype, and they thought that they were untouchable. They really did. They weren't. No, no. Yes. How's this? Anything that makes me believe that the prequels are a better movie... Um, in series of movies, and I was just reading an article from Lucas. He was just talking about why he made the prequels, and the only reason he said he made them was because people were misinterpreting who Darth Vader was. 
And I'm just kind of like, yeah, okay, maybe, but you didn't really give Darth Vader an opportunity to really shine. There were so many things going on in those movies between Obi-Wan and, you know, Qui-Gon and Sidious and the Clone Wars yeah. and the Jedi Council. That Anakin was kind of like a footnote. Well, not only that, but he just came off as a brat. Like, totally. there were no redeeming qualities about him. He wanted things. He wanted things the way he wanted them. He had the power to take them, and he did. I mean, it's just... Selfish. Totally selfish. Right. And, and I... Yeah. And I don't think we were... I don't think audiences were ready for Darth Vader to be that. I think they expected the individual to be somebody different. And I'll admit, okay... You're a slave, which means you're damaged goods mentally because you know that's that's gonna that's gonna mess up your psyche. Right. But I'm gonna tell you the truth. When I watch that first movie, uh, Phantom Menace, and I watch his time as a slave, that kid looks pretty happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't look like a messed up slave to me. No. I've I've watched movies with slavery all around. Just it doesn't matter what color the slaves were, they looked miserable. Yeah. This kid's running around saying whoopee and stuff. Like what? I'm like, how am I supposed to buy into this fact that he's legitimately emotionally just damaged? And I think sometimes we gotta separate ourselves from the acting and like just really just sit on Anakin as an individual right. and kind of say, all right, yeah, this dude has kind of been run through the ringer before this stuff has even started. So at the end of the day, would I make that decision to to want to? You know, we I think we've all been faced with that decision of doing what's right for the greater good or doing what we feel is right for ourselves. And I feel like the majority of people in the world always pick their family first. You know, they, they go with their, they go with their circle yeah. or the greater circle. They take care of their own. And that's how I kind of justify what Anakin did. It was just, he was just trying to take care of his circle. Yeah. And it just, it just didn't pan out well. There's when, when you, when you explain it like that, I understand him as a character, right? You understand where he comes from. But then when you watch how it's portrayed on the screen, it doesn't it doesn't match up. They don't match. It's two different things. Whose fault is that? Is that Lucas's fault or is that the actor's fault? I think it's both cuz Lucas I, I well and and the the thing that that drove me nuts was the whole idea that like they made Anakin into Jesus. Like I remember walking out of the theater, going, "When when did we go see the Passion of the Christ?" Like I, I, I it it came across too heavy handed, um, and I think, yeah, like I, and that's why I think I liked Force Awakens so much because it was like, okay, there's mythology, there's there's you know war, there's different factions, there's all these different things, and people are living with the memory and the legend of it and continuing through it and and fight. You know, you see the damage in Finn. And like him, you know, fighting against things and, and him, you know, getting a name instead of a number, like all these little things building. And then it, and then that becomes a footnote in the rise of Skywalker, where it's like, you see all these other damaged, um, stormtroopers that are living alone in the ashes yeah. of the empire, literally in the ashes of the empire under the, um, death star. They're all there. And that's the story I wanted to see. Like I wanted to see his story and see that piece of it because I thought that would have been more interesting than seeing another Jedi go through the struggles right. of dark and light. Like 
I, I think it was more interesting piece that just got lost in the spectacle of it all. It did, you know, and, but you know, we, maybe we hope too much. Maybe we expect too much. Well, in, you know, then you get the Mandalorian and <laughs> see, this is what happens when you let Favreau have something and leave him alone. You just, just let him like, don't talk about it. Don't try to merchandise it from the beginning. Don't try to put anything info out. Just let it happen. Baby Yoda is the marketing guru of probably the next, I give it at least a minimum of three years. I, 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 re, I like, I got tired of baby group real fast. Like my baby, my baby group snare. Like I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't stand this little tree anymore. I, I miss him being an adult. I really do it. But this baby Yoda thing, even I've gotten to a point where I look at it and I go, gosh, this thing is just so cute. Yeah, like, well, like, like right. It's a, well, but it's not just that it's cute, right? Well, I I own one. I bought one from Walmart. Um, what did you get? I got, got the, the just the normal. I got the Mattel one, the life size right. one, the nice. Yeah, yeah. There's a little one now at Target, like this little plush one. It's like twelve ninety nine. Yeah, it's all soft, cooey. I give it to the cats to chew on. <laughs> you got look like they need some type of toy. I was like, hey, I was I was buying all my Star Wars swag. On May the fourth. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, let's just let's yeah. just grab some stuff from there and um, But I think it's a storytelling, right? Because he's cute and all, but you know, you get a character that you understand or that you get pieces of. Like it's that slow, methodical storytelling that reminds me of Breaking Bad. And and yeah. I, it, it's like if you were to sit down and watch these episodes, they're some of them are exciting, but they're not all like, you know, this thing, like when they're on the planet, um, saving like the people that the fishermen. Absolutely. And they're just like, they're training. They're, it's like, it's not action packed. No, it's about, it's actually about like some story. Like it's legitimately about, all right, we're going to take a time out from him trying to go rescue the, the brother from the, the ship with the bounty hunters. Right. We don't always get to be bang, bang. Like, Let's take a second and actually see these people in a scenario where you're like, okay, maybe he will leave the kid here and this kid will have a, a normal, happy life. Because when you see baby Yoda with the other kids, it's like you want the best for him. You know what I'm right. saying? Like you, you want the best for Mando, honestly. You yeah. want him to take off that off that helmet and actually probably stay with the chick. Yeah. Who's, who, you know what I mean? Like You feel for him. Like you see Mando. it. Yeah. You're mostly yeah. connected to it. And so exactly. I, I hope that they continue it and they don't do the normal Lucas cash grab that ruined yep. it. So, because there's all these rumors are coming out and I know more about the next season than I want to. And it's just because of headlines. It has nothing to do with like me searching it out. It's just like it's the hot show. So all the headlines are out. And I texted a friend of mine and I'm like, stay away. I'm like, just for the next two days, like, try this. And he's like, I couldn't. He's like, within six hours, he was like, son of a bitch. Are you serious? He's like, all I did was open up my Facebook. And it was like right there. Yeah. Headline, 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 headline. Yeah. Which is making the secondary market for some of these figures just ridiculous. I'm like, I'm like, a month and a half ago, you could buy some of these things for $13. Now, all of a sudden, you're trying to tell me some figures are worth 60 bucks. Give me a break. Well, you know, I, I will say that is the one thing about Hasbro that they do. Did you hear what they're doing now? With the uh, GameStop releases? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
You did know you, what I'm saying? Did you, but no, no, this is a good thing. No, no, this is a really good thing. That's great. I love it. So they, they, and for everybody that doesn't know, so they're going to, the rumor is, and it got leaked a long time ago, that Zeb finally from Star Wars Rebels is coming out. Okay, so deluxe. he's he's going to be a deluxe figure. He's going to be bigger. Perfect, right? But Ezra was going for like between 100 to $200 for the figure. Because, every, because now they want the team. So now everybody wants him. So secondary market, he went up to 200 Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I just, I don't understand. Maybe because I'm not following the secondary market prices that good. Yeah. But, like, I found them at a Target. And yeah. I was like, okay. And they were having one of their deals, I think, where it was maybe, like, 30% off or right. something like that. I was like, okay. So I got it for, like, $16. And then, I re- then you know, the news started breaking. And all of a sudden, I looked. And he's a 100 to $200 figure. And I'm going, how is that possible? Well, and I, I found him last year. Like everybody was paying like two hundred bucks online, and I'm like, no, I just walked into GameStop and bought them off the shelf. Like, legitimately, yeah. At GameStop, they had all of them. Well, right now, because the mall's closed, right now, if you were to go to a mall near my house, you could buy one of six choppers. There wow. are six choppers and an FYE by my house right now. Just sitting there. Just sitting there. Just sitting. But Hasbro was like, oh, okay, yeah. You you want to make some money on the secondary market? Hold hold my beer. Hold on a second. And they're releasing all the rebels. They're all coming back out. Boom. Just drop them. And they're gonna have new faces. I wish they do it for everything. They're gonna give them new heads. I think. Um, I heard it was something like updated paint or something like that. Um, updated face paint or something like that. So I'm hoping they're gonna give Kanan his um his blindfold. And they're going to shave Ezra's head. I hope that they take the hair off. And like, I would be happy. I mean, and that's fine for me because you know what? It gives the people that collect the original, right? Keeps that intact, but you get something new for it. So, uh, listen, I'm totally totally down, even though I've got all the rebels already. So I'm not in that boat of like needing. Yeah. Even though I wouldn't mind another um, Grand um, Grand Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn, Thrawn. Yeah, I didn't get him. He's the only one I don't have. So I, I, I I'm hoping. Use, I could yeah. use him in his his San Diego box. Like I still haven't broken down for that. So maybe, I'm not, you know, saying that re-releases are bad, but I never complain when they re-release something that I've got that's going for a boatload of money because at the end of the day, I'm not in it to resell it for a boatload of money. Right. I got it. I tried to get it at a discounted price to begin with. So that I could just justify having it. Yeah. And now that going for all this money, I don't go to myself, oh, I've got something that's a value. It will always be of a retail value to me. It'll always be nineteen ninety It'll always be thirteen ninety seven or those weird right. Walmart just slightly under $15 prices. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't need, like, I don't need something to be $800 for me to justify the fact that I've got it in my collection. Right. I only collect what makes me happy. So the fact that they're re-releasing these and when I, when I started GameStop, I was like, okay, you can go ahead and do that. If you give us something new, it gives me a legitimate reason to spend more of my money. But if you don't, I'm okay with that. Right. Cause I don't right. need to rebuy them. Well, I mean, the, so, the Hasbro Marvel's doing the same thing where everybody's getting mad. Cause Oh, Electro's coming back out. Like you should have seen all the Facebook posts. Oh my God. The Facebook posts of everybody dumping that Electro, just trying to get rid of them. Wallace, you shouldn't have been spending $90 on that figure to begin with. It's, how's this? 
I got it on Walmart clearance for yep. nine dollars Black Friday. Yep, I got it for sixteen. I was happy. And I'm gonna tell you this: when I got it, I looked at it and I go, "Man, this is an ugly figure." Yeah. I was like, "This." I'm like, "He's not classic." I'm like, "I don't like this uniform. I don't like the the bulk they used on him. I like the new bulk. I really kind of do. I like that he's a little bit more bulky. I don't need him thin." But I couldn't believe that that silk, that silk and hot and um. Hobgoblin, yep, and Electro, and who, and the Miles. I, I couldn't believe when I looked back like months later that all those figures were selling for that because I'm like, what the hell just happened? I think the like, problem. I think it was. I think it was one of those waves that everybody slept on because it was Space Venom. So I was like, I don't really want Space Venom. We can get a Peter in the two pack. Miles, okay, you know, Spider Verse exactly. didn't come out. Like there were all these moments where you're like. Yeah, but so that's why whenever a Marvel Legends wave comes out, I buy them all. I'm like, you know what? I'll take them all. You know, because you never I, know I, where they're gonna hit. I'm 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 in that boat, but I'm also I still kind of hold off, and I you know I I do that whole let me just justify if I'm gonna wait it out for a deal. Mm-hmm. If I don't get something, are, am I gonna be able to live with the notion that I didn't get it? And then I always have that conversation with myself. And there are some figures where I go like the vulture. I'm like, you know what? If you see a vulture from the the last Spider-Man wave, I'm like, if I see a vulture, I'm gonna buy the vulture because I want a vulture and I want to complete Sinister Six. Right. So I'm not gonna to question myself on that. But do I need a a, a white rabbit? I didn't. Even, I won't even lie. I didn't even know who the hell white rabbit was. No, neither did I. Neither did I. You know but I mean? here's the thing. They teased that last that last uh, the Marvel Friday they did. They teased um, the black the f- no the foot the foot for um, Sebastian oh, Shaw yeah. right yeah you know what the white rabbit does right no if you take the white rabbit right and then uh-huh. you take um, black cat right and you take Dazzler you take those three figures and you reconfigure the parts. And you take that extra head from the Emma from Walgreens, you yeah. have a Hellfire Club Emma Emma Frost. Yep. So I wonder if the next box set is going to be a Hellfire Club box set. That would be fantastic. I mean, and and that would get around the whole idea of she being in a corset, you know, at Walmart. Walmart might not right. sell that, but Amazon would sell it. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't think I was just actually. We're just watching that video about the the employee at Walmart, you know, talking about what essential items really are and how, you know, they're not protecting us. And he's, and he's yelling about the selling of dildos. About being essential. <laughs> and the moment he got on television for that, I go, you want to know something? Amazon is a one-stop shop. You can call it a day. I don't care what you say. If you need it, they probably got it. And if they don't got it, well, just click that notification button. And eventually, they'll get it. Up. It might be at two o'clock in the morning when you're sleeping, though. Yeah, which which seems to be the case. And I, you know what? I'm kind of ang- actually angry. Uh, maybe I'm not angry, but I'm not, I'm not understanding why the Han and Carbonite got pushed back to December. I still haven't had word heard word yet. I don't know why it got pushed back. Um, I knew Amazon was holding off putting it up on their site for whatever reason. Yeah, but I don't know why it got pushed. I'm happy to see that they're releasing it. Because if you yeah. didn't get that San Diego Bubba Fett, you, you don't have a chance at it. 
So what's that been? That's been since 2016-ish. No more than more than that. It's been longer than that. Yeah, it. I want to say it goes back to uh, 2000. It was the first Black Series figure. It was the very first one. It was. Yeah, it it was, was the one. So it was probably yeah. like 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. Listen, I always, every now and then, I would look at that Boba Fett, and I would go to myself, man. All I need is about two hundred and thirty dollars, and I get this Han Solo. So all I need, just need two thirty. That's not that bad. And then, and this was like I wasn't in the Black Series. Like I won't lie to you, I'm a three point seven five inch guy. Mm-hmm. Give me my Star Wars figure small. Give me vehicles. Yep. That's just you know we come from that. Yep. That kind of that where we just those are our Star Wars figures. Those will always be what we've grown up on. Even though the detail isn't the greatest, they're still cool. Yeah. Um, and at this point, God knows how many there actually are. But I was I was late on that Black Series um, um, boat. Like I didn't I didn't jump on it. I didn't jump on it until I think I found them for like ten dollars at a Walgreens after the first movie after um, the um, the Force Awakens. Um, yeah. Like I waited, and then I was lucky enough to get some of the older figures for cheap because like it hadn't exploded yet, but that Boba Fett was always, always. You know, yeah. And I heard it ended up at big lots for a while. I'm sure it did. They, 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 they there were, there have been times where, where San Diego or web exclusives end up at big lots, but it's few and far between. I mean, exactly. we, if you want to talk about <laughs> someday, we'll talk about the leak. I knew somebody that was that, do you remember that, that year where, this was Toy Biz days when um, they put out the Giant Man Wave, and it was in the big PDQ. It was in that big cube, right? And there was yeah. one Walmart in Indiana, I think it was Indiana, that got the cube, and everybody lost their mind. And what it happened was it was a Walmart um, company conference where all the managers from all over the country came to see what an ideal Walmart would look like. So they set up the store with this thing and somebody walked in after the show, the company, you know, the thing was over and bought that. So, it, you wow. know, we have all those moments of like things coming out and 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 lo- people lose their minds. That was for me, that Giant Man series, that Walmart exclusive, that was that was my first dive into Walmart hell. I, it was like the first time. I become like my skin within started just crawling because I legitimately couldn't find something. Like I just couldn't understand it. Uh, we'll we'll have to we'll save that for another show because I got a good story for it. I got a really good story for it. Um, Listen, I'm you, feeling that way. If I don't find at least one of these uh, NECA two packs at Walmart, I'm gonna feel this way if I can't find one. I I'm going. To. Yeah, it's it's well. You know, see, so there's part of me that goes, huh? Did you find yours in the electronic section with the NECA toys, or was it in the regular toy? Aisle? It was in it was in the electronic section. Yeah, that's where I think I saw a price tag. I yeah. think that's where they're supposed to be. That's where they're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good luck. Love. Yeah. And once uh, again, the people electronics. Yeah, no, they don't want to be bothered. Um, what was I gonna say? We we spent all this time. We jumped right in. We never talked about your show. And I want to make sure that we we get a plug out because that was one of the things I wanted to talk about. So we're gonna to have to do another podcast at some point so we Absolutely. can talk about. Hey, your sh- I'm, here, I'm here at the radio station right now. Yeah, I'm at UIT's radio station here on campus. We've um 
We've been closed down because of the pandemic. So I actually haven't had a show since like the end of March. Mm-hmm. Um, but back in the fall once um, sessions start back up. So hopefully there'll be, you know, more safety precautions and things like that. But the studio actually is open, mm-hmm. but we've been closed down for the for the safety reasons. But um, we're still every Monday from 5 to 7 on WIIT 88.9, or you can stream us on WIIT.com, and you can stream the, um, the show straight from there, live broadcast. So I appreciate the plug. Um, we're, yeah. we're going on. We're going on five years now, so it's um, it's 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 it's. I miss it. Like I actually miss being on. And the it's air. it's different. I, it, the the problem is when you're streaming, I'm trying to get through traffic and get out my door. So by the time I get in my car, I've missed a lot of it. Um, yeah. but I thought it was always interesting that you not only talk about toys, but you talk about the science behind, or you have in the past talked about sci- the science behind all the heroes and and the stuff that we watch on the screen. Absolutely. You got to listen, you got to break this stuff down. Like you, like you just, I think it takes a nerd and I know I'll own it. I'll own it. I'll own it completely. Like you got to, you got to be able to look at these characters from a point of view of, you know, if they were real people, you know, what motivates, you know, because people who, you know, play these, these, these characters on screen, they've got to go through that same process too. You know, they've got to find a point where you know they believe in what they're portraying. You know, I always think about Christopher Reeve playing Superman. Like, you know, what did this man do to channel just that character alone? And then what did he do to kind of channel being Clark Kent? Because he plays two characters great yeah. in the movies, you know? So I always want to talk about motivating factors because, you know, going back to what we were talking about, you know, heroes. You know, the world isn't black and white, so our heroes can't be. I believe that they can be black and white. They can be good, and they can be all good. And then, you know, you can have people that are just bad, and they are all bad. You know, you don't have to always have this moral dilemma in your heroes. Like, sometimes it's good to have people that are just good, and, you know, that's what you strive to be. I think that you can, and and just going back to it, I think that, that, I think you can see them struggle, but I think that it doesn't have to be such an internal like battle. Like they can, they can be depressed. They can struggle. They can do all these things, but when they put on that suit and they go out and do that job, they are who they're supposed to be like, and that's, that, that's what you want to say. Um, that's that's what we believe in. Yeah. You know, and I, and and in this day and age for, you know, these kids growing up, I'm going to tell you the truth. Like I, I still read Batman comic books and you know, there's so many cartoon adaptations about them and all that stuff. And the one thing that I'll tell you the difference between this this day and age Batman and the Batman that you and I had when it came to superpowers is when you think about the art of superpowers, like the artwork, the box art and all that stuff, those heroes, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Green Lantern, Robin, Batman, they always had a smile on their face. Yeah. It, like, think about that. Yeah. You know, like those, those comic book heroes smiled. And it made you feel good to be seeing heroes that seemed happy. Yeah. And I think, you know, that that's important for your heroes to be happy. And I look at Batman nowadays, and dude, they never got a smile on his face. No. Like, this is just, you know what I mean? Like, kind of like, like, I feel like I'm on, I'm actually going to get t-shirts. And it's for Bruce, Batman never, Bruce Wayne forever. Because yeah. I'd rather, I'm Alfred. 
I'd rather him be Bruce Wayne and not Batman because he's he's depressing me. Although, although I will say this, when they made him smile in Justice League Unlimited or cry, um, those two times where they made him laugh and then they made him cry, it made oh. yeah right. It, it it gets you more, um, because of that. Um, so we we hit an hour, like we're past an hour. Um, so and that's what great conversation does. It I'm does. Yeah, I know this. This flew. So we're, you're gonna have to come back. We're gonna have to do more because I want to know more about the show. I want to know. Definitely want to know more about it. So where can they find your stuff? Like what, your, you know, Instagram. Um, where do they find the show? Let's just throw the plugs so out. On Instagram, you can find us on the Toy Reporters. Um, that's where we are on Instagram. I know you follow my. It's it's become more of my personal Instagram, the one that you and I follow. Mm-hmm. But um, we've got the Toy Reporters on Instagram. Okay. Uh, course we've got the wit 88.9 website unfortunately the website doesn't do archived um shows but i hear that they're working on tweaking that so that just because of what's happened with the pandemic mm-hmm. they want to have opportunities to kind of to to fill that gap if anything like this were ever to happen again right so um you can always listen to us once again on mondays five to seven eastern eastern i'm sorry central time here on uh, Eastern time, your time would be uh, six o'clock to yep. eight o'clock and all that. And um, we got some, hopefully some exciting things coming in the next year. So we'll, we'll see what, what's happening. Right. I, pre- I, appreciate, I appreciate you having me on. Nick, it was great. We got to, we got to do this again. I got so much more. There's so much more I want to talk about. I'm like, I got this. I got this. I got, yeah. Toys yeah. and movies with people that are like. Well, we said it. We said it at at, at at New York uh at Toy Fair this year. I was like, we gotta get on a podcast and I'm like I was like the hard part is when when you meet somebody and you start talking and like fifteen minutes go by and you looked at me and he goes, I don't think that's gonna be a problem. Yeah. No, <laughs> no it just goes. I'm surprised we haven't had like a Zoom one where we've just got at least like eight or nine of us just all on a We should. On we a- should. I'm I'm moving up to Zoom. I just I got my Zoom account trying to figure it out. They limit me right now for what I can do. So I'm going to have to upgrade the account. But once I get that going, yeah, tomorrow night I'm doing a a three person podcast. So I'm going to try that out. Um, and then just try to, we're going to, we're going to expand. We're going to do more. We're going to do more for sure. So Nick, thank you so much. No problem. I thank you guys for having me on. No problem. Cool. All right. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!